It's the Blues Rock Show with Pete Francis and Willie Witten. Welcome to the Blues Rock Show. Pete Francis, Willie Witten. It's just us today, Willie. No guests this week. You know what, Pete? Here's the deal. It can't always be sugar and gravy. Because you know, those are the combos you think about, right? Sugar and gravy. I don't know why I said that, but honestly, it's a little change of pace. We've had so many great guests. We've had so much to talk about with them. I think it was time to maybe shift things up. For all those who are listening, guess what? We got guests coming back next week. But for today, Pete, it's just you and I. What do you want to talk about? Well, there is a lot to talk about, Willie, and there's a lot been going on in the world of blues rock lately. Let's talk about Eric Clapton because he's been in the news quite a bit over the past year, and a lot of it is for controversial reasons. He just released a new single, This Has Gotta Stop. What are your thoughts on his new single, Willie? I think, you know, the word you threw out there is very apt. It is controversial. I think he is doing that on purpose. I know that it's going to irk some people. He's taking a stance on some things. He's talking a little bit about mask mandates, sheltering in place, vaccinations, this, that. He sort of deals with them obliquely. He doesn't mention them specifically. Pete, my real opinion is, is that I think he's a guy who's always been pretty outspoken. He's taken plenty of stances that a lot of people haven't liked in the past. And... Honestly, I think he's trying to use it for some fuel for his artistic juices. I think if you take a look, it is great and as legendary as he is as a guitarist, as a writer, as a singer. He hasn't done a lot of stuff lately that really you're going to consider to be high quality. And if you take away what he's saying in the song, you've listened to the song. I've listened to the song. I've seen the video. I think it's fine. I think it's a fine song. And I'm talking about it musically. I think if his name weren't Eric Clapton and he came out with this song, I don't think we'd be talking about this. And I'm not trying to hit the song too bad. It's not a bad song. It's just, I feel like he's taking advantage of the fact that he's Eric Clapton. Am I being too harsh? No, Willie, I would tend to agree with you. From a musical standpoint, listening to the song, it's just okay. It's fine. You know, there's nothing from that song that really just grabs you and makes you go, wow. Right. You know, there's, there's no real big time hooks in that song. Nope. It just kind of comes and goes. Right. It's it's nothing too crazy there. You know, and I think that's really what, what it comes down to is it's a fine song for its musical standpoint. I think it puts him back in the news. And I think we know that as a performing artist, he doesn't mind being in that situation. He's got a couple hundred million in the bank. I think for him, it's a way to just get out there again. Or maybe I'm missing the point. I don't know. I think the music is fine. I mean, here's the thing, though. Here we are sitting and talking about Eric Clapton. And I get that because he's done some wonderful stuff. But certainly his days of Cream, Derek and the Dominoes, 461 Ocean, those days are sort of gone. I'd rather talk about someone who's a little more current We've got a guy who's pretty current and he's coming up with a new album soon. Why aren't we talking instead about Joe Bonamassa? Yeah, Joe Bonamassa, he's releasing Time Clocks in October. That's what we should be talking about, I think. I mean, as you mentioned, Joe Bonamassa, he's got 24 number one Billboard blues albums. That's more than anyone in history. Right. This is going to be 25 for sure. How about this, Willie? (laughs) 
A while back, we talked about how many albums will Joe have that will go number one on the Billboard Blues chart. And we both kind of gave our guests our number. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. When it's all said and done, does Bonamassa, for the rest of his career, does he ever release another album that doesn't go number one on the Billboard Blues chart? That's a good question, because at that point you're asking, is he the guy that's going to sort of quit while he's ahead and hang up his spurs? Or will we be talking about Joe in the future when Joe puts out an Eric Clapton single that people are sort of like, meh? I think, honestly, I think Joe's a guy that, and, and, and this is me just saying this from his output, I don't know him as a person, but I think he's the type of guy that everything he's going to put out from this point onward is going to be top shelf. And when he doesn't believe that he can do that anymore, I think he's the type of guy who will be like, you know what? I'm going to go hang out in Nerdville with my 10 million guitars and play guitar for the rest of my life with my friends and my family. And I think that that's wonderful. I, I, that's the vibe that I get from him. I don't think that Joe does this for the effect. I think Joe does it because he genuinely loves music. And so I think that when he doesn't have something to say anymore, he's going to stop talking. Am I misreading him? I, I mean, we don't know him, but. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll ever release another album that doesn't go number one because here's a big difference with music now compared to say music 25, 30 years ago, you know, you'd have some bands that would come in, they would get hot, they would have a lot of success. And then all of a sudden they just fall off the face of the earth. Right. Well, back then you didn't have social media. Right. Now you've got social media. So you have that built in sort of fan base that you can always get access to. Joe's got over 3 million followers on his Facebook page. He's got an email newsletter with over a million subscribers when you have that type of audience that you can get your music out to how can you not get a number one album all the time and that's not going away he's got that email newsletter you know he's right. got all those followers on social media instagram twitter all that stuff so he's going to continue getting number one albums because i think his audience is so big and he's so well connected with these social media networks that he's never not going to be able to have a number one album again. I agree with that. I think the other thing too, on top of it, because we take for granted also that he really is a wonderful musician. And so I think that's a key part too, is that there's a reason why he's got 3 million followers. There's a reason why there's a million subscribers on his email list is because people are rapidly anticipating his next release whenever it's been. And he's pretty, consistent if he's not releasing albums he's helping other people release albums i mean i just get this this vibe from joe that he is a workaholic yeah in i would best say so. ways right i mean i feel like he is living breathing sleeping music and if it's not my music then it's joanna connor's music then it's eric gales's music and he's just loving this and and i think that so for the reasons that you just said he has so many followers and for the reasons that he's great and for the reasons that he really loves this, I think you're right. I think any album he releases is going to go to number one. And I do think that one day, I don't know when, he'll hang him up. But I don't know. I, I think that you look at today's day and age, it's not like you're trying to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. He can keep playing into his 70s. Right. And I think he's got to be what? Early 40s? Mid 40s? Mid 40s, yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? And, you know, good for him. I, I am anticipating this album because I was fortunate enough, the editor-in-chief of Blues Rock Review gave me the assignment for royalty, which I was thrilled to get. 
And so I got to listen to that album and I gave it a nine at the time. But then in the following weeks after I continued to listen and on three weeks down, I was like, you know what? I should have given it nine and a half. I think his albums now are having that ability, I guess, for lack of a better adjective, re-listenability. I mean, I can go sit there when you and I are done. I can go sit there and listen to royalty again. It never gets old. Like, there's yeah, I think Joe's music parts. for me has always been like that, where it tends to get better the more you listen to it. And, and his music tends to grow on you the more times you listen to it. I've, I've felt that from the first time I started listening to Joe, the first time I heard his music, he didn't immediately grab me. And then I kind of listened some more and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I heard songs like Slow Gin, The Ballad of John Henry. And you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I get right. this guy now. He's really good. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see that. A couple of years ago, Willie, I had a chance to interview Joe. And one of the things I asked him about was streaming. And he gave some really opinionated uh, answer about his thoughts on streaming and where things are today with streaming and how it affects artists. Obviously, there's been lots of talk over the years about streaming and how, you know, the streaming platforms like Spotify don't pay the artists a whole lot. Right. But then on the other side of the coin, you've got the exposure opportunities you get mm -hmm. from these streaming platforms, and they can really help you grow your audience. Now, a couple of weeks ago on the show, we had Eddie 9B on the show, and we were talking about streaming. And I asked him whether he would rather have streaming or not have streaming. So, Willie, I'm going to ask you that question. Right. Would you prefer a world with streaming or without streaming? I'm going to take it, and I'm not doing this for effect, Pete. I'm not doing this for effect. My answer is going to be no. Out. And the reason why is because I do think it hampers artists' ability to focus on making music. I think it's all, you know, when we talk about streaming, I'm going to loop it in a bit with the social media and having to shop your merch and having to shop your brand, I sort of liked it better when artists could sit there and just focus on their music. But in order to do that, you're gonna to have to sell some of your raw material. And that used to happen in vinyl, tape, CDs. Don't get me wrong, Pete. I think all of us in our honest moments will say, it's nice that I can go and sit down on my computer and on my subscription with title, I can sit there and pretty much get access to just about anything I want at the snap of a finger. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's good for artists. I think it makes them have to wade into waters that are less musical and more about shopping their brand. I would rather have artists have the opportunity just to make their music and sell it. So I, I didn't say that for effect, but if you gave me a question, yes or no, I'm going to say I'd love to go back to a time before streaming. Pete, what do you think? Am I being too much of a Luddite here? Well, Willie, I've gone back and forth on this question. And obviously, pre-streaming, artists could make money off of their music. And now it's extremely difficult to do that unless you're a massive artist that just has a massive following. However, I think I've kind of turned the corner on this and I think I would prefer the world with streaming. And, and here's why. Because prior to streaming, how are you going to get to an audience in Japan? How are you, you gotta, going to you get go to an audience there. in you know, South Africa or whatever? Right. right. I mean, it's 
so much more difficult to crack into those type of markets. Think about how often we watch music videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't yeah. have that in a non-streaming world. Right. I mean, there's so many artists you would just never have learned about or never had discovered if it hadn't been for streaming. It's true. Blues Rock Review has been around for a decade. You know how many of these artists we would be familiar with from outside of the United States if there was no streaming? Very, very few. It's a good point. I mean, it's completely changed the game in terms of exposure and discovering artists that you wouldn't have discovered otherwise. So it's and good I think for us because the consumers. That, sorry, what was that? It's good for the consumers then, right? Yes, I mean, it's amazing for the consumer. But think about how the internet has changed and affected other businesses because there's so much more information out there with the internet. It has affected so many businesses, not just musicians. Right. And every business has had to adapt to the internet and how it's affected their business. Some it's affected them negatively and some it's affected them for the better. And those who learn to adapt and change thrive. And those who don't adapt and change die. Yep. So there you go. I think at the end of the day, yes, it does suck for musicians that they aren't making money off of recording their own music anymore, but you do have to adapt and change and figure out other ways that you can leverage yourself to make money. So is it a different world? Yes. But you could also argue that pretty much every other business and every other career and avenue has also had to change and adapt over the years because of technology. So it's not just exclusive to music. Right. So, so many other things have to adapt and change. Musicians, I don't think are any different. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's impossible for me for, to argue with that. And I think you're right. I think that maybe what I'm leaning on is a bit of nostalgia, but I think your point wins the day in that this is what's going on, adapt or die. And you know what? Some musicians have figured this out. And I guess I think all of our hope really is, is that in the coming years, post-pandemic, that musicians find a way to work this to their advantage. I, I hold out hope for that. I think there's a way to do it. So I don't know. I'm being a bit old fashioned, but hey, what can I do, Pete? It's just me. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Because these are obviously some great topics to discuss and pretty interesting. So we'd love to get your thoughts. So let us know down in the comments section below. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss a video. And please hit the like button. It really helps us out and we do appreciate your support. That's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Blues Rock Show. For Willie Witten, I'm Pete Francis. We'll see you next time.